This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Eve Kavanagh. And I'm Gerald Farrelly. And you're listening to Agony Rounds. Welcome. Welcome. It's our final episode before Christmas. Eve. I know. What you <sighs> 2023 is done. Game over. I know. I I'm, know. I'm happy about that, Neve. Are you? Yeah, I'm happy. Moving on. Look to the future. Oh, well, we do yeah. love a look to the future. I mean, you're you were very successful in your sewing situation last year. Do you, I did, do you know what? I was trying year? to remember what I did this year. What was my what was my um, you wanted New Year's to resolution? Sew. You wanted to sew. No, that was last year. Is it really that long? <laughs> Holy God. <laughs> <laughs> no, last year I wanted to sew, but this year, I, I'm trying to remember what my New Year's resolution was. I am 100% certain I didn't stick to it. Um, <laughs> I, have, I, I have no reservation about that. I, I'm not, I don't feel bad about that at all because I just think anyone that sticks to New Year's resolutions, clearly they didn't have a lot going on. When did we bring that little man in? It can't that be That was last year. Christmas. I sewed, no about, I sewed it on, uh, on Stevens' day. The 26th of December, I was like, I need, I need to do my New Year's resolution. Wow. So I got a sock, I cut it up, I made a little demonic little man. I can't remember what it was, though. That's probably shredding. I think, yeah, you, I usually just get fit now. I've been blessed, Neve, because oh. I had a cold. Yeah. And I, uh, after How'd the you cold, get the cold, I got it from you. <laughs> uh, and after the cold, I got this weird bug. Like it was a really weird stomach bug. Yeah. Um, but I, but I wasn't sick. It was, like it wasn't that no, I was. Just... I just felt full the whole time. Yeah. So I haven't been able to eat. Basically, I've had like basically it's been an eating disorder without trying. I'm absolutely thrilled. <laughs> I was just going to say thrilled skinny as I used thrilled to say. Skinny. <laughs> Neve, I look great. I'm fitting into stuff. You look amazing. I mean, inside you're dying. I'm great. Now, I mean, inside I'm probably just like a rotten cave, essentially. (laughs) But you look amazing. A dank, rotten cave. But I'm back in my size 30 waist jeans. Wow. Wow. What was your New Year's resolution? Well, I can't remember. It was probably, you know, to record. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The the EP that's been in production for 26 years. (laughs) This year's got away a bit. I'm not going to lie. I mean, to be fair, I think I knew this year was going to be all about Eurovision. So, you know, fortunately, come New Year's Eve, I I pass the baton on to Paul and Charlie because they're the winners next year for 30 years. So there you go, lads. Happy days. I have no idea. Here's my thoughts, Neve. What? I think next year I'm just not going to make any New Year's resolutions. (gasps) Well, what are we going to talk about on the 8th of January? I think I'm just going to let it roll. I think I'm going to make, I'm going to have little monthly goals, right? One of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to do me VAT every month. Oh, that's good. Yeah, because you know it's a legal requirement. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, legally if, if, that's if, good. If the revenue commissioners are listening. I'm on board. I'm on board. From now on, Gerald's going to be a good boy. That was, it's funny, actually, because I think sometimes we do kind of set, oh, grand goals. But actually what we need to do is do the job in front of us. I know. Which is that, obviously, clearly. <laughs> and I want to write something. I want to. I want to do. Like I've just finished a big writing project, which is which is why, like, I'm mentally deranged <laughs> at the moment. I am literally. I should Are you be not writing a new show? Into an asylum. Oh, yeah, but I'm doing that all the time. Yeah, I know. I but like, I just want a proper like different writing project. I just finished one, and I'm knackered. Um, and I'm insane, and I think I'm about to be signed in St. Pat's. <laughs> and you know, you know the way we were supposed to be off this month. No, and I'm not off. No, I'm I, off I managed the, the, the week I, before Christmas. I'm off. Yeah, I managed to keep a week or two weeks without work, apart from today. <laughs> but this is not work. No, it's not work. This is just like it's like because you know you get paid for work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
No, I'm joking. No, it, it, well, I'm not. Biff I'm not. Is but, slave labor is what this is. This is like one of these codependent relationships. You just can't get, remove yourself. It's amazing. I just, I just need it. It's like an addiction. Do you know what my New Year's resolution is? I'm going to get a sponsor for the podcast. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that would be amazing. I'm on board with that. That's what we're doing, Niamh. Well, this week, I you am mostly deciding cash. on whether I'm going to be David Bowie or Bing Crosby. I mean, they're both dead, but he's you know what I mean? On her. Yes, I'm doing a duet with the lovely Jack L. Oh, he's nice. I know. He's a good I, singer. Do you know what's interesting? I don't think I've ever met him. You're doing it live on the radio, aren't we you? We are, with the, with the orchestra. I'm so excited. Tomorrow is like, I'm really very excited about it. It's going to be fun. It's on the Ray Darcy show. Yeah, I, I am really looking forward to it. I, I can never say no to the orchestra. I love singing with the orchestra. So, yeah, um, yeah, I'm singing two songs. I'm singing, well, I won't tell you what the other one is. I won't tell you what the other one is. Okay. Oh, holy night. Oh, holy shy. <laughs> I knew you'd say that. I, I knew say, it. I have to say, Oh, holy night's one of my favourites. I like the bleak midwinter. I mean, that's a bit depressing, man. Ah, uh, no, there's a lovely moment at the end where he says, what shall I give him? I give him my heart. There's a moment. It's a beautiful moment. <sighs> <laughs> anyway, it's just, it's just oh, one of those I'm things. no present, but I, I give you my love. It's like, oh, okay. Oh, fine. Oh, oh then, grand. Then I guess, you know, I shouldn't have spent a hundred euro, but Get no, fine. in the spirit. Right, he's a shepherd. He I is, think. <laughs> I give him a lamb. What? A lamb. If I was a wise man. You see, I just wish that they were a bit more upbeat. I know some of them are. Though. They're some just of them are. grim. Listen, you have those ones, uh, and then you have uh, all I want for Christmas, which is paid by the note. Oh God! <laughs> and then I was listening to Leona Lewis singing one. I like one that. more sleep. One more sleep and Christmas. You know, but it was actually clearly more than one more sleep because it starts off at about six or seven sleeps. I know. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's a, a little bit confusing, isn't yeah. it? It's a bit confusing. I'm trying to think of what my favorite. There was, there was a song years ago. I've only ever heard it about twice. Right. Right. But called The Light of the Stable by Emmylou Harris. Oh, I love Emmylou Harris. And I loved that song. It was a really nice song. The Light of the um, Stable. The Light of the Stable. Yeah, it's lovely. Um, I'm trying to think of other Christmas songs. I love War Is Over. That's a great Christmas song. Oh, yeah. War Is... Now, I hate it. Do you know what I don't like? It's kid, Yoko Ono. Kids choirs. Yeah, it's Yoko Ono. When a kids choir kicks in, I'm just like... Oh, I don't know. Sometimes I'm grateful for them. <laughs> Sing the chorus. Mommy needs to take a sip. They, they have lovely high voices. <laughs> you know you know that note, No Holy Night, you're always grateful for them. I once did I a Christmas you're show. You'll do No Holy Night. You'll be like Whitney telling herself off. Oh Remember my God. Whitney on the last tour? <laughs> telling herself off in between in between the phrases of that, I will always love you. Come on, girl. Get it together. I hope. Oh. Tell, 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 tell. Sip, sip, sip. <laughs> Life. Truly <laughs> too kind. <laughs> Listen, just promise me if I get to that point that you'll, you'll just put me down. Neve, Neve, you will never get to that oh, point. Oh, I don't know. You're a goddess. I, well, I am that, but you know, it's just... <laughs> you, you're not a coke addict. <laughs> No, but I'm that not. was Whitney. Like, Whitney, she could still sing, but the problem was she was on smack. Yeah, she was. That's really sad, isn't it? She yeah. might have been at the time. Okay. Uh, well, no, you have. Them. You okay, have sorry. I, she was sweating like a pig. Like I wasn't there. Embarrassing. I wasn't there. <laughs> Send our brother out to do songs I like just, I just remember the nebulizer was everywhere with her. Anyway, yeah, that that's was, a whole thing. Yeah. So I have to decide if I'm going to be David Bowie or Bing Crosby. Well, one sings the piece on Earth bit and then the other one sings the... little the, drummer boy. The little drummer boy. Yeah. What, what, what's your favourite one? I mean, to be fair, I like both of them, right? Because they have both of them. Let's be honest, I'm probably going to be more David Bowie than I am De Bing Crosby because Bing Crosby sings, Come they told me for up a bum bum. It was all about the tone of his voice. Yeah, yeah. And then Bowie was singing, Peace on Earth. 
good. Neither of them are particularly high. So it's really just finding the right space in it. But Jack L, he has that lovely deep voice. So he, yeah, so you I think you'd be, be more David Bing. Bowie. Yeah, I know. To be fair, Bing was older, so I, I'm not sure what age Jack L is, but it is possible it's if we're going important. by age. Jack L needs to know his place. Yeah, he does. Jack L didn't win the Eurovision. <laughs> You're a national treasure. Jack L is Jack a... L. We don't even know the man's surname. Okay. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yeah, look, you do. It's a need to know basis. He okay? is. Yeah. So alphabetically, like, I think it's going to be lovely. Out, alphabetically, it becomes. I think. Me. I think it'll be lovely. I think it'd be nice. Who else is singing at it? Um, I'm not sure. Actually, I like their, the element. They have their headline. I like. The, I like their element of surprise. I'm like. I'm really excited about going. And Oh Holy Night's a nice song. They will be. I, I sometimes. I like the Josh Groban version of that. Oh, he's uh, listen. I like the Josh Groban version of quite a lot of things because you know what? He, he actually has a nice little sense of humor about himself. Do you ever see him in? Yeah, concert? he does. He's yeah. kind of nice. He's got there's a bit of a boobly vibe. To yeah, him. a little bu- bubbly boobly. Mm. Yeah. I also like um, Celine Dion has a Christmas album now. Her version of Oh Holy Night is not great. It's a little bit. Yeah, it's it's a little bit like paid by know. the note. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I, I I really struggle with that to be honest because I think it's not an Oh Holy Night's such a beautiful song in itself. You don't actually need to do anything to it. You know, know, to be amazing Just to be able it. to sing it. All you have to think about is get that beckon note. You know, the one that everybody. The problem is that we are also used to hearing our Holy Night sung in churches by warbly know, warbly warbly ladies warbly warbly, warbly ladies who've had a Christmas tipple <laughs> I know you know uh, for years and years and years I sang a Holy Night on Christmas Eve in my uh, my local church up in Carrick Fergus which is kind of an unusual thing because a lot of yeah how much did you get for that no, I didn't. Uh, Neve, no. It's the spirit. I'd, no, when it's, they ring you, you run it through your agent. It's the, the spirit church of have Christmas. money, Neve. The it's, church have money. <laughs> you get, you've, you've been to, have you been to the Vatican? The onyx baths, all the artwork. See, look, I'll be happy to do it, but I'll have two foot of the Sistine Chapel. Two please. <laughs> <laughs> Install it in Carrick Fergus in me, in me en suite. It wouldn't work. We don't have en suite. We do literally have one bathroom in our house, which is a whole other conversation. Listen. My favourite Christmas song is Put a Little Love in Your Heart. <gasps> Put a little because it's one of those, it's, it's a Christmas song that's not a Christmas song. Yes. What was the one I thought of? It was from Scrooged. Yes. Which is a Christmas film. Yes, it is. With Bill Murray. With if Bill I Murray. Re- yeah. remember. And that woman that's in everything. You know, she's she's been, she was in like... Um, <laughs> the woman that's in everything. <laughs> you know, she, she's got like the blonde hair. and this, But she was in, um, she was in that uh, Kimmy Schmidt thing. She's been in loads of things, but this she is, always has a really fun. She's always a, the really funny person. She yeah. plays the angel, um, that you know punches. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. The you're there with the funny voice. Yeah, yeah. You know what's really funny about that? This is like living with my husband who has aphasia, like for, after a stroke, and he, he says, you know the <laughs> that man who does that thing, you know, and that's that girl who does that thing, you know, and I'm supposed to know what <laughs> that is. Christmas week. I know that was very. We're mean. in it. We're in it. That was very mean. No, it's not mean at all. It's just the way life is sometimes. Are you excited for what you're going to get? Do you know what you're going to get from your partner? I don't. Do you do that thing? What do you do? Like, I normally do an Amazon wish list, which I did, but I just, it was just nothing I really wanted. Oh my God. I am like so many people because we do Secret Santa on both sides of the family are asking me, what do you want for Christmas? And my husband has that know. desperate look in his eyes like he's going to buy a voucher any minute now. You know, <laughs> some sort of grand gestures coming. Yeah. Oh, oh, like a voucher would be lovely. I, do you know what? I'd like... I'd like to, sometimes I say let's not let's spend like 20 quid and not think about it and then just buy what we like ourselves yeah. because what happens is all year we do what we like you know do you remember when you were young you waited all till Christmas to get the stuff I know yeah, or your yeah, birthday yeah. and you had your like list it was very clear yeah whereas uh, now I'm older it's like you know oh, I don't I don't know what I want 
do you know what you want? I don't really know what I want. I got one of the greatest presents that I've ever uh, got was I got for my birthday a Polaroid printer. Oh yeah, I think you remember. It's you like a little Bluetooth thing that connects to your phone and you can Aww. print your photographs onto Polaroids that are like stickers as well if you want to stick them to something. And I swear to God, Neve, it's the best present I ever got. I, I think we talked about this before because I got a Polaroid camera from, you know, the original Polaroid oh, camera yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm that old, right? For Christmas one year and I think I went through because you used to get 12 frames, you know, 12. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in the cartridge. In one cartridge. I literally went through that in half an hour and then my present was done until I could afford another one, which was I like know, that's the my only birthday. Thing, like, the, the inserts are expensive. <coughs> but like, it's just, it's the best. But do you not think actually the thing about photographs is because we take them all the time on our phones and all that, we don't print them so we don't actually see them ever again. I know, yeah, but this, what I did was now I printed out loads of photographs of my friends and I just stuck them in the wall of my hall. I love it. Am I there? Yeah. A photograph of us at something. I look really angry. <laughs> Pretty standard. <laughs> was I there, there? You're, was I just talking you off the you're cliff? You're really happy. I'm furious. <laughs> it could have been literally anything we've done anything together. Anything we've done together. <laughs> Can't believe you asked me that. Shake oh my God. I know. And the, the self-doubt he goes through after every gig. Anyway, so... Uh, well, anyway, I'm hoping that you're going to get something lovely for Christmas. So, and I have no doubt here. that you will. Do you know what I would like, Neve? Peace on Earth. <laughs> there'll, be, there'll never be peace on Earth. <laughs> I reckon there's two years left in this plan, okay. let's be honest with you, before okay, we meet each let's other. Let's rack up the debt. Neve. Gross. I am doing the last leg of my Glamour Hammer tour in early 2024, and then it's done. I'm on the hard sell. Hard if so. you need a Christmas present for somebody in your life that you adore I'm absolutely or somebody that you despise <laughs> you will have the best night you will have the best night I will be in London Southampton Baker Street Longford Navan Mullingar Kilmallock Carrick and Shannon Dunleary Mayo Care, Nina Portmarnock Straban and Tala <laughs> I think there's, there's a few more I think there's a few more there's 20 and I think there's maybe right. 16 are on sale now Okay. but uh, if you go to the link on my Instagram bio They'll mm. all be there. Right. I'd love to see it. And then Glamour Hammer. Dead. Dead in the water. Done. It was amazing. Blow it out of the sky. What a, what a ride it was. Though. What a ride it's been. I know. <laughs> but, no. but yeah, come see me. We'd love to see you. And if you are there and you want to say hello, just ask them to get me. I don't walk through. I mean, <laughs> I don't walk through. He really doesn't. Don't walk through. Me? No, I'm no. there for two hours oh, after. Yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Me, <laughs> me walk through. Me proud surfs. I <laughs> do. We need to tell these people that we are a member of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. As if they don't already know. It's a collective it of is. curious and creative people. There is quite a collective. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we want to tell you that if you subscribe to Head Stuff Plus, you will get an ad-free version of this podcast. Yes. You will get bonus episodes. Yes, because we do our very special episodes that only people who subscribe get. Yeah, Vintage Rants. Yes. Um, it's my favourite part of the Agony Rants canon. I adore it. I know, it's most recent, to be fair. It's, yeah, he gets bored it's just, easy. It's really good fun. <laughs> it is really good, good fun. Um, also, you'll get bonus content, not only from us, but from all of the shows on the Headstuff Podcast Network, mm -hmm. including the show that we are promoting today, which is a new show. Yes, it is. It's young Hot Guys. Young Hot Guys, my favourite thing. It is a new <laughs> comedy podcast that comes out the same day as us. Furious! They come I'm out the furious. same day? Yeah, they come out, it comes out Monday. Um, it is hosted by Killian Sunderman, Tony Cantwell, and uh, Shane, Shane Daniel Byrne. Amazing. They're very funny boys. They are super funny. And I it, mean, and it upsets me. 
No, it doesn't. It does. It upsets me. They're very funny. Are you? You're only upset because you. We're wanted, not the darlings of the network anymore. You wanted to be the young hot guy. <laughs> they're very funny boys. They're very funny. And don't just take our word for it. Here's a little clip. Hi, sorry. Um. Oh God. Um. I didn't Ooh. mean to interrupt your podcast. Yes. Sorry. Uh, I'm young. Yes, I'm hot and I'm gay and we're young hot guys. Yes, yeah. I uh, apologize for interrupting, but we have our own podcast. Yes, it's also on the Head Stuff Podcast Network. Yeah. Sorry for interrupting, but it's really good. And um, yeah, I didn't want to say this, but it's actually really, 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 really good. Funny. Really funny. And My mum says so. We are three guys, but we're not real blokey. Do you know what I mean? We're soft and friendly and nice. Yeah. Exactly. Like like this timid request to ask you to listen to our podcast. Exactly. Yeah. We're not going to bash you over the head. No. We're approachable men. Yeah. yeah. So listen, <laughs> yeah. when you're finished this one, don't, yeah. don't, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's a good part coming up. But if you don't, we will bash over the head. I know people. Anyway, enjoy the podcast. No threat. Neve, we have a follow-up. Oh, yes, of course we have a follow-up. We have and a follow-up. it is from Valerie. Valerie, do you want to read this? I'll read this one. Valerie says, I listened to your advice for D for buying presents. For her nieces and nephews, her siblings sound like dicks, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Valerie, you're a woman after my own heart. Well said, love. Did I say that nicely? Yeah, that was brilliant and beautifully enunciated. Thank you. Um, I have 2.5 year old twins, two and a half year old twins, I think, perhaps, and a five year old. And I wouldn't expect my brothers to know what to get them. My children, my problem. Good on you, Valerie. Valerie. Loving that. Valerie. Oh, breath of fresh air. I always say get them a Smith's voucher or a voucher for soft play. What a great idea for the soft play. Great. Because we all love that. What is soft play? Soft play is where you go into these places where the noise will send you insane, but the kids have the best time and you sit with coffee with a vacant face. But I've been in soft play twice. Yeah. And both of them have been harrowing experiences. No, they are. One, the first one, I went to this place in Blanchardstown, I think. Mm with my I, I was minding my nieces and nephews and somebody suggested go to this play centre mm-hmm. right they were playing having a lovely time then all of a sudden one of them just takes a notion and starts running runs <laughs> out of the soft play whatever like bouncy <laughs> castle shit tears up to the cafe the door was open ran in behind the counter of the cafe and slapped a woman that was carrying a teapot. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, Maybe she was looking at him in a funny way. Get out of control so fast. <laughs> I think if you work it a was, place like that, you're well ready for that sort of stuff. It was terrifying. The second thing was I went to this <laughs> hotel in Kilkenny um, with my family, New Park Hotel. Oh, where I know. They do this like Jurassic thing for kids. Yeah, very nice. And we were, my whole family went there for the weekend. It's all very nice. And then they went into this like, it's like a bouncy castle area. <sighs> Where you go through like tubes and tunnels and yeah, and you climb up on these things and fall off and bounce. Yeah, and I was like, oh yeah, I'll go in with them for a half an hour. It nearly killed, killed me. Yeah, no, that's your rookie mistake there, Grod. You know, I had two very lively Never boys. Again. Trust me, those places saved my life. But there was one very close to me. I'm sure I've talked about it before. Called Zoo Park it was amazing. Do you know why it was amazing? Because the soft play area was in behind some uh, noise reduction windows so the cafe was at the front and you used to release them into the space and then you could see them all running around because all the windows were there but you couldn't hear them unless the door opened so you used to hear the, the oh my God, and then you would hear the, the, it closed and then you had the soft jazz music behind you when you were listening it was you would have paid your whole life to go there 
you know, just that sounds incredible. You see in the winter when you can't get them out in the park. Don't get me wrong. I had them out in all weathers. Trust me. Two lively boys. That's what you were doing. Anyway, Valerie, you're right. Soft play. Exactly. Experiences are a really good idea as they get too much toys. Spot on advice if they're teenagers. Text them. I do that with my niece. Go direct to the source. You're right, Valerie. I'm all about that. Love listening to the pod and love hearing the follow-ups. You and Neve are just like listening to two old friends, which is what you are. She's calling us old. It's lovely. We're old. Our friendship is old. <laughs> yeah, our That's friendship it. is very We're old. We're very young. I know. 30 years this year. Did very you? young. We didn't celebrate our 30th anniversary. No, we didn't. I know. We, we went to the podcast awards. Yeah, but it was a little later than our 30th anniversary. It was later, yeah. yeah. It wasn't DJ. I know. No, it was probably around the right time. November, do you think it was? Yeah, November? I'd say it was October, November. Did it, yeah. take, t- did it take you that long? Took me that long, yeah. Okay. Because to find you. I'll just go find that original um, letter you wrote to me. And then we'll know. <laughs> Back then I had a date stamp. You did. <laughs> we have a problem, Neve. Loving it. Dear Garoud and Neve, not sure if you have ever found yourself in this position, but I have been with my boyfriend for the past 17 months and we are very happy. <laughs> <laughs> No. Never. By 17 months. <laughs> by 17 months, it's usually near homicide. <laughs> we are more or less living together now and we are going to get our own place after Christmas. Oh, nice. There is one part of our relationship that's still a bit weird. Does the one? <laughs> it's the bedroom. He has a pet donkey. I don't like it. <laughs> no. Uh, we haven't met each other's family. I'm quite keen for him to meet my family. I have two brothers and a sister and nieces and nephews. I don't know that much about his family. I know he is out to his family, so it isn't that. But I guess there are some bad feelings because he always changes the subject when I ask them ask about them. Okay. I know he has two brothers and his parents are both still alive, but can be difficult. My boyfriend is quite put together. Put together. Yeah. And maybe he feels they don't live up to his image. He also said that his previous boyfriend, they were together three years, never met them. I'd like him to meet my family this Christmas, as I feel it has gone on too long. I think that is a reasonable request. Love to know what you think. You are both gas. And that's from Ray. Now, Ray, I'm going to say this, right? Um, First of all, I think you're right. You know, it depends on how your dynamic is with your family. If you want your family to meet them, meet him and for him to meet your family, go right ahead of that. Don't push his side. That's that's what I would say. Don't push it into, into his agree. face. Because actually, it's up for him to make that decision. You know, I have two boys and I suspect that the first time, I, certainly with the youngest, I'm going to find out he's married when he comes up with three kids and a dog. You know, because quite frankly, he's very cagey. So he's not ready to introduce things. And I don't think I introduced every person I went out with into my family. But 17 months is a long time. And if you're thinking of moving in, don't push that issue. If he didn't feel ready after three years, that doesn't mean it's going to be the same for you. Don't bring the last relationship into this space. No, no. I'd I'd say that probably the way it came in was he said, I'd really like to meet your family. And and your man said, well, my last boyfriend, I had him. We were together three years and he didn't meet them. So why why do you, you know, which which, it's kind of not fair. But also, I agree. I, I think... Don't force it. You don't know, force it. Because yeah. it, it has to be his idea. Yeah. You don't know what's going on here. And the reality is, if you haven't had that conversation about what's going on between him and his family or why he doesn't want to, you shouldn't be doing it in a way that they feel he feels pressure to tell you because, you know, because he doesn't want you to meet them. Yeah. I think when he's ready, he's going to tell you. 
or maybe even introduce you. But the reality is you may never meet them because sometimes that's the way people are. Yes. Yeah, you know, just they are separate. Sometimes I think, and I'm from one of these families, sometimes I think if you're from a family that is big and loud. And used and to being all around each other. Yeah. Yeah. You, you make this very uh, general assumption that other families are like that. Yeah. And the other assumption that you make, and this isn't fair, the other assumption you make is that your family is the right way. It's and the that, normal and, one. <laughs> and, and that all, all other families, like, oh, poor them, they don't have what we have. Yeah. And that's not necessarily the case. That's not true. It's no. not necessarily the case. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, it can be important. It, it's important for you, for him to meet your family. And yeah. I think that that is something that maybe you should look at and go, listen, I'd love you to meet them. This doesn't mean I have to meet your family. No, exactly. Right. I Take just the pressure want off. to introduce you will to you my come, family. Will you come and meet my family? Yeah, and you're I, important to me. It feels important, important to, me. to me. And it's okay. There's no pressure yeah. here. And here's the thing, like, the other thing you can say to him is, I'm with you. There's nothing, there's nothing that I can see in your family that's going to turn me off you. Although I don't, <laughs> think, I don't think that's strictly true, to be honest. Sometimes <laughs> that's a I big think, assumption there. It's that a <laughs> Sometimes it's the in-laws that really put the nail in the coffin. You know, I, I wish you could have seen the look of my face at that moment. It's like, yeah, but no, I do think yeah. in a solid relationship, yeah, I know, you can I go get in it. and you can meet them. There could be nightmares, and you go, "Oh, we're not, we're only going to do that once a year." Yeah, thank God, <laughs> but, thank God, you don't have a good relationship with them. But I do think that that is the assurance that he. I think that is the assurance he needs in order yeah. to introduce you to his family. So I think the more pressure you put under this and say this should be happening, there's no should be in these relationships. No, this is the thing that gets me. I mean, to be honest with you, you know, I come from a rambunctious family, and I often think, you know, somebody new coming into that, they really have to be able to to survive the table, as I yeah, call it. And a lot of you people, know, and it's not a, a lot of people can't, and yeah. and they shouldn't have to. Like, no. if they, you know, if he is somebody, and you know, maybe he knows this. Like and maybe he's like me. Like the idea of going into a family now where there's a big table like that, that is my worst nightmare. Is it though? A hundred percent. I've no I'm just not good at it. I'm in conversation in real life, I'm a bit shy. Are you? Yeah. I I I, I just I panic like in situations no, like that where you go I know. in and you there's worry. You worry twelve about... people around the table and you're like, Good God. I often all think the best comedians and... are like that because oh, because Every comedian always, I know is shy. Because you always feel the pressure to be funny as well, which is yeah. quite difficult. Yeah. But like that's like that's even like the last Baker Street I did when I was coming off the stage. I was just like, I have to cope with this green room now and I don't know how I'm going to do it. I know. But like. And I, 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 I've been with and you through those moments. It is, it's really, <laughs> like it is really horrible. And I think the other side of it is as well, is that he will feel the pressure to fit in. Yeah. And the first time you meet a, a family like that, you don't. No matter what you do, you don't fit in. No, but you have to find your space in it. And the difficulty is when it's a like a, a lively family, you know, yeah. chances are certain elements are already kind of filled in. You know, it's it's kind of difficult really where you're going to fit. So it's OK to not really rush into that situation. But it, if it's important to you that he meets your family, just put it to him that way and say, look, no pressure. I, you know, we can deal with your side whenever you feel ready. Yeah. But I would really love you to come and meet my family. Don't do it around the Christmas table. That'll be tragic. You know, that's no. too much pressure. Do it Do it for a drinks evening or yeah, just... Yeah, or do you know what it can be? It can be literally you're dropping off presents. Yeah. Just drop in, have a quick cup of tea. This is, this is my partner. Meeting. And then yeah. see how he feels about it. Maybe just meet the parents first. I think or... that's what we did. We I, did. Think, I think that's what I've me and my boyfriend mom. did. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, I think that's what me and my boyfriend did. I think, yeah. I think we literally dropped in for 
10 minutes. It's enough. It's enough, really. You know, it takes pressure off a little bit the next time. I mean, a, a big family event is a very difficult thing to begin with. Yeah. Because the dynamics are very set among our type of family. You know what I mean? And you're yeah. right. Not every family is like that. No. You know, uh, there's lots of characters who sit at our table, you know, our big extended family, and I love them. And every single person can't be the same. I you know, know yeah, so yeah. I think, you know, I think that if they survive the table, it's a great thing. It's a great indicator because we do tend to want people to be in our spaces if we come from those kind of families. But, you know, the reality is not everybody sits at the table. And it, like it could be as well. It doesn't have to be you meet them all together. It could be like, yeah. you know, just one or two. Go see your mum and dad first or, you know, whatever, yeah. you know, and just make it very chill. As you say, just drop in for a jar or, you know, a cup of tea but what, or whatever. What he needs in this situation and both of the issues, which is yeah. meeting your family and meeting his family, yeah. what he needs is loads of reassurance and to feel safe in all of this. Yeah. So that like he, no matter what you see in his family, yeah. it's you're not going to like yeah. break up with him because you don't like his mother if his mother's, you know, an old cow. Yeah. Um, and, and then by the same token with your family, he needs to know that yeah. if he goes in there and he just doesn't know what to say or he's like drying okay. up left, right and centre that it's okay and that there's an out Yeah, that he knows we're going there and we're going there till seven o'clock or we're, we're going there and then we're gone. Yeah, and he might be the one who this. wants to stay, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but Absolutely. I think, I think it's, it, it feels very pressured, you know, it's a thing. Oh, we've been together this long and we're going to move in. We should really meet each other's family because that's how we roll. But the reality is he might not roll that way. So don't put any pressure on it. Say, come and meet my mum and dad or create a circumstance or even better, have your mum and dad drop in while you're there sometime. Yeah. You know, well, make no, it no, very casual. The thing casual. about that is, if they Don't drop in, <laughs> if they drop in, you're waiting for them to go. Oh, yeah. That's true. They may not go. Unless you wear your coat and say, I was just on my way out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you feel comfortable about it, you can take your coat off and say, I'm just on my way back in. Yeah. I don't know now. <laughs> Do you like that I, one? I, I, think, I think if you, I think always <laughs> hold the reins. Control, control hold the, reins. the narrative. Control, control, control. <laughs> Um, so let us know how you get on. But again, the other thing that shouldn't drive this, right? Yeah. And I know this is the reason you're writing in, but Christmas shouldn't be driving this. No, I agree. It shouldn't. Because yeah. like Christmas is that time where it's we're already like, pressured. we have to deal with our Christmas oh and Christmas, Christmas. Take Christmas out of the equation. Yeah. It's about you and him. You know, um, otherwise it could be eggnog city. And I'm very happy. I'm very happy. Like a nice gay couple moving yeah, in together. Yeah, that's so nice. It warms the cockles of my heart. Yeah. So we want to know how you get on now. Come on. Eneve, we have another problem. I'm loving it. Do you want to read this? Yes, I do. Because I'm Caitlin. Problem three. I, Caitlin. I'm loving Caitlin. So, dear Neve and Garod, I absolutely love the podcast. You are both hilarious and caring. Well, Neve's caring. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and just, you're hilarious. I, I rattle through it. He's hilarious. <laughs> rattle it through. Get it done. I know. <laughs> That's my motto. I, I think a lot about what this is. Neve does. Neve I is do. very caring. Neve, she wears her heart in her sleeve. I do. Yeah. I do. On both sleeves. Yeah. And she just never remembers the name of anyone. Like we have a coffee afterwards and she's like, what did you think of that poor gobshine? <laughs> <laughs> Broke my heart. Never, I never say that. I never say that. I have to remind him who the follow-ups are. Um, I listen every Monday and I really admire both of you. You both seem to be very secure and confident in yourselves. And that is something I'm trying to be. Oh. I am on to you. Really doesn't know you. No, Caitlin doesn't know you. Caitlin, are you a new listener? <laughs> I, I am underconfident and it holds me back in, in many aspects of my life. I'm fine in my job because I've been doing the same job for a long time. But in all other aspects of my life, I'm consistently underconfident and it's getting in my way. I feel like I'm a wallflower and I'm turning 30 this year. And if I don't get my act together, I'm going to stay that way. Love to know your thoughts and tips and would love to you both to visit Alberta. Oh, that's an invite. 
in Canada. We're going. Caitlin, we're there. <laughs> We'd love, well, it depends on how we respond to this, I suppose, whether that will still be open. Uh, we'd love your straight talking humour here, Caitlin. Caitlin, we're there. Love Canada. Absolutely love, love it. Canada. Yeah. Love Canada. Love it, love it, love um, it. So. Oh God, look, the one thing I always say about confidence is, and I, I think, don't be looking at us now for confidence. Because <laughs> we are <laughs> artists. And I'm going to tell you something, right? We are racked with self-doubt. The self-doubt <laughs> that I have on a regular basis will kill a horse. I, like, it really isn't. Like, you, like, don't look at performers for confidence because we are in very 99% good at faking it. of time, it's fake. Yeah. It is absolutely fake. Like, it really is. Like, because, like, you talk about being good at your job. That, like, I'm a comedian com- being doing comedy is my job yeah. like it, my job is to go out there and <laughs> pretend like I haven't a care in the world and a lot of the time I mean I don't get nervous before shows no. I, you know there's very little that will phase me yeah. in a live been doing situation a long time, yeah. yeah but there are other aspects of the business that <laughs> yeah. absolutely destroy me I know like absolutely I've witnessed it <laughs> like <laughs> I am like you know like when we go in for interviews or anything like I am you know Caitlin, I can't tell you the trauma we go through and it's going just, into it. I, it He's going, I, I don't even know why we're doing this. And then afterwards, he goes, oh my God, that was terrible. And he was amazing in the bit in between. No, but you see, the problem is, you see, what we do is mm. we mistake confidence for people that are loud and that are out front, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's not what confidence is. No. I am somebody that I can be loud, I can be out front when I need to be. Mm-hmm. But I'm also very private and quite shy oh, yeah. and I don't give a lot away when I talk about myself you know because we were ta- like we were talking about this earlier that I, I know like I will talk about my cat you will for 10 minutes in an interview but that's purely because you don't want to talk about your talk partner about my partner or my <laughs> where I live or my you know yeah. like it's nobody's bi- I just think all of that's nobody's business do you yeah. know what I mean no I get that and I think that if you are don't confuse quiet with underconfidence yeah you know like just because you are not in there with you know the the big joke men yeah I know you know in the group doesn't mean that you're not confident and I'm, I know you recognise yourself when you are underconfident mm. and like you're saying that's what it is but I do think that a lot of confidence is performative it is a lot of the time and you know there is a lot of fake it till you make it kind of thing yeah. going on and to be fair I think in my 20s I probably wasn't as confident as I am now in my 50s Yeah, and I don't know whether it's confidence as much as fake it I'm 55, who the hell cares? But, uh, you know, the reality is I'm a reasonably confident person in my life, right? But it's taken a long time to get there. Yeah. And I'm not saying that there aren't times where I have to assess and go, am I doing that right? Am I not? I, I do. I have to think about it. But I've I've made decisions over the kind of the years based on who I am as a person to know my worth. But I will say this, right? When I, uh, in about 2008, 2009, I'd lost a bit of confidence because I'd had the kids and, you know, they were kind of young and I hadn't really been doing a lot of performing and all that. So what I started doing around that time was three things that scare me. Oh, yeah, you've talked about this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think this would help you, actually, Caitlin, you know, and and by that, I mean, I'm not saying throw yourself off Niagara Falls or anything like that. I'm not talking about that level of scaring. Right. I'm talking about just pushing yourself a little bit out of your comfort zone. What happens is we get very set and then we you're saying you're a wallflower. So look at ways that are going to push you a little bit outside that. If you recognize things, because if you're saying that, you're thinking that you're behind, but maybe you're not as behind as you think you are. Yeah. You know, 
And also look at the people that you think are confident around you and see what it is you like about that or don't like about that. Yeah. You know, because it's not always you know, a, a pleasant thing to be around that level of energy. Yeah. You know, because it's sometimes very forced. But I find understanding who you are as a person and doing small things that excite you takes the pressure off you to really worry about who you are aren't every day. The reality is, you know, I get my confidence from the fact that I do what I love in a day and I can get joy in most things. So I think you need to be looking at it a little bit differently here, Caitlin. Yeah, I think, and I wouldn't refer to yourself as a wallflower. No. I, I, I think in situations like that, you're just more of a listener. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And, and, and you know, and this my is going to sound we will pay money for terrible. That. This, <laughs> like, this, this sounds like a really like trite thing to say, but you don't get to have confident people with the, and loud people without people that are willing to listen to them. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, I always, Loud is no I confident. Will, absolutely not. It, like, yeah. it really, really isn't. And I always say that, like, like my tips for faking it till you make it with mm. regard to being confident is, I think uh, there are two things that I always use, right? Right. One is response time, which is like when somebody asks you something that you're not confident about is just give yourself a bit of time to answer. Yeah, take your time. Yeah, and just don't be afraid to say, I'll get back to you on that. Yeah. And then really think about how you feel about something. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and, and, definitely, and definitely. also get rid of regret. Stop thinking about oh. regrets because, like, that makes you go. Like, for example, if you get asked to do something or if yeah. you get asked to go somewhere, yeah, you yeah, just, regret you don't should want be, to. Yeah, yeah, it, you just have to take that out of the equation. It's just if you don't feel up to doing something, don't do it. Don't do it. And it's like you know, like if you're out with a load of friends that are, you know, very garrulous and very, you yeah. know, bubbly, you don't have to match them. Like what you're doing. It's, you know, what you're bringing to the party is enough. You're at the party. You're there yeah. for a reason. Well, you're there, which is half the battle. Really. Yeah, exactly. That you really, know. really is. But And there's loads of courses you can do in confidence. And there's well, loads of tricks. Yeah, well, there's lots of things like that. But I think actually just sit down and write out a couple of things you'd fancy doing or opportunities come to you and you go, oh, and then you think, well, you know, the small things that you progress yourself with will actually make you move on to the next thing. And then the next thing is not as scary. Yeah, the, fir the first thing you do to push yourself mm. outside of your comfort zone will be the hardest. Yeah, I get very nervous about meeting new people, right? I know, and yeah. I've been doing it for 50 years, right? Because my job in particular the last 30 odd, nearly 40 years has been to go in among people, you know, and because I'm a solo artist, quite often I'm on my own when I do it. So you you know that because yeah. we do it all the time. We go into and so you have to make an impression really fast, really. And there's also a preconceived notion of you. So you feel the need I know. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. fulfill it. And and so I tend to be even more animated in that situation because I really want you to like me, <laughs> I know. you know. And so the reality is what you see as confidence is probably actually nerves. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so don't don't over worry about that, you know, and don't base it on how and you I feel presume, other people. I presume that you're the way you say um, you want to get your act together. I'm going to stay that way. I don't know if that's around friendships or if it's around relationships. Yeah. You know, like if it's around friendships or relationships, like we've talked about this before, just plan out like these yeah, things are a ways. project. Yeah. They're just a little project and it's just about um, don't let I don't have the confidence to do that be the reason you don't do something. Yeah. Just if that if that's what you're saying to yourself, oh, I'm not I'm not confident enough to do that, then that's something you just have to do. Yeah. And you just find another way around it. And I you mean, have maybe to not skydiving, like, you know. Yeah, maybe not like, you know, <laughs> stuff you know. that you are, you know, things like, you know, I don't know, going to a, like, going on a dating app or. Yeah, um, yeah. There are things you should just do. Yeah, 
yeah, just go because for it. Because you're still in control of that. Because there's a great big, there's a great myth around all of this that mm. confidence is actually required. No, it's not. But it's actually not. No. Like you can have absolutely no confidence and still live a life that looks quite confident. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And uh, the funny part of it is really as well, Caitlin, that I find, you know, we we feel we need to be extraordinary all the time. But actually, ex extraordinary happens usually because you're just getting on with your life. Yeah. You know, and you're not putting the pressure on yourself. But the other thing is, I think what's happening is you're coming to 30 this year. And it's a watershed moment. You do go mad when you... Yeah, a little yeah. bit. When yeah. I was 30, I had a lot of thoughts. But then I met my husband that year. Yeah. Because I actually went, you know what, enough already. I'm yeah, just going to enjoy it. 30 is one of those years where you really get your act together. Do you know, I really... I love getting older. I'll be honest with you. I'm going yeah. to tell you. I mean, there's bits of me that don't enjoy getting older, right? Like my ankles. But, you know, the reality is I've loved getting older every year because it's another year away from the that trauma of feeling the pressure, you know, and 30 was a great year for me, you know, and I know people approach them and 40 was a great year. 50 was a great year because it's how I approach it. I go, yeah, here I am. I mean, it still feels weird that I'm saying 55 in a sentence. That feels like I should have some sort of, you know, twin set and perils on. But, you know, it's not the way it is. It's not who I am. So that's it. You know, I'm I, wearing a cardigan. Like, but, you know. I definitely, yeah, it's a lovely cardigan <laughs> though. It's a very stylish cardigan. cardigan. I think if you, if you set down what it is you want to do, because yeah. the, like nothing makes you feel good like just achieving a couple of goals. Yeah, and they can be small things. It's not, it doesn't have to be massive things, you it's know. like, because it sounds like you're putting an awful lot of pressure on yeah. yourself. Yeah, but you do. When you're turning the big age, everybody says, oh, yeah, you're yeah. turning 30. Yeah, what's your plan? What's your plan? I mean, to be fair, you're asked that from no age now. From the time you're going into secondary, what are you going to do? What subjects are you going to yeah, choose? Yeah. You go from secondary into, you. are you going to go to uni? Who are you going to be for the rest of your life? I mean, nobody knows. I'm 15. I don't know what I'm going to be for the rest of my life, what I'm probably going to sing. But you know, I, you know, here I am doing a podcast. Who the hell knew that was going to happen? I know. You know. I know. I think this is going to be your year. Oh yeah. We're very excited about it. We Caitlin. believe in you even if you don't believe in yourself. Yeah. And you know, when we come to see you in Alberta. Yeah. <laughs> we want to know about your progress. Yes. I definitely think that if you have goals, just know what they are. Yeah. And don't, like, don't hit them. You don't hit them, right? Write down a couple of things that you want to do and as soon as you start hitting those goals, you'll feel real good about yourself. Yeah. Do what I do around New Year. I never do any of this. No, I know. This is great advice. I, <laughs> I should I'd, do all of this. All of this. We say this every year. Uh, we hope you have a great 30th year. Oh, it's so exciting. And, um, when is your 30th, I wonder? Happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. And you could subscribe to Headstuff Plus because you're not a subscriber. Yeah, uh, actually get someone, you know, to buy it as a gift. <laughs> yeah, exa <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let that be your first goal. <laughs> your first goal, Caitlin. I mean, you've missed the do not disturb sign, but that's okay. Yeah, but look, we might, we've a few of them left. We might put them on sale. We might. Do you know what we might do? We might actually give, we might actually give a do not disturb sign for like good letters. Oh, yeah, but now you're, imagine, imagine the, the precedent you're setting. They have to be good. Okay. If they're, if they're, if they're do not disturb sign worthy, so who they'll get one. Who decides that? We do. Oh, okay. He says we, it'll be him. No, I, you see what'll happen is Neil will go, give everyone a, yeah, no Neil. <laughs> it's not the way it works. I want everyone to win. <laughs> This, this, this every kid gets a medal culture has to stop. I know. Inside, I understand that and I agree, but in the same, because I have high standards, but at the same time, you know, the, I, letter writing, is that a thing, you know, that you get medals for? Because if it is, I want to, I, I can write a really good letter. You should write in, Neve. <laughs>
Dear Agony Rants. <laughs> what to do with my career? Record an EP. <laughs> I don't know what to do. How do I get better at social media? Anyway. <laughs> that's what we should need. That's what we should do. We should. What we should do is we should do like one of those makeover shows, you know, but it's just like a career makeover. Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? So it's like Neve, Neve recording an EP, Neve learning how to use social media. Oh my God. Neve doing, how doing, to teach, doing We should doing call it Insta how to teach life. an old doll new tricks. <laughs> I'm pitching that, Neve. Caitlin, <laughs> look what you've done. It'll be you and it'll be you and like some influencer. Oh my god! Yeah, and you and an influencer, and I'll do in the voiceover. Oh yeah, you get yeah. an easy job. You just ne- <laughs> swan in last minute. Duck up. Neve is sobbing in the toilet. <laughs> sobbing again. in the toilet. <laughs> How do you know about my life? <laughs> It's been wonderful to talk to you, Eve. Thank you. I um, know. It's we hope you all have a wonderful Christmas. The best Christmas. A and we'll see you on the other side New of New Year because yes. I hate New Year's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Neil will be in a darkened room. Oh. Um, oh, no, we're on the television on New Year's Eve. Oh, oh yeah, it's are. live. Yeah, yeah, it's live. Yeah, we're yeah. going to have another time on New Year's Eve. But actually, the other thing that's happening on New Year's Eve is my sister is turning 60. Oh, I know. I'm very excited. I don't know why her. we're plugging her six, not our television okay. appearance. But anyway, we are where we are. Yeah, I know. Um, we're we're going to be on the late, late where I've got, you know. We're on the late, late uh, New Year's Eve special. Whatever it's called. Yeah. yeah. And I've completed my full set now. I've been with most of the presenters like Gay Burn. You need to clarify that. Okay. <laughs> I've been on the late, late with all of the presenters. Okay? Better. Much <laughs> better. better. Yeah. Not the sun headline I know, that I know. it could have been. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't need fishnet tights for that one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't own them anymore. <laughs> we, um, yeah, we will see you on the 8th. Yes, In very the meantime, exciting. I think there'll be a couple of, there might be an Agony Rancer or uh, a Vintage Rancer 2 put yeah. into the bonus feed just to keep you ticking over because we don't like to leave you without anything. No. You can subscribe to Headstuff Plus and you will get a load of Vintage Rants. Very good for Christmas They're kids. They're all there. <laughs> yes. And there's merchandise. There is merchandise. You know, just uh, about. No, so hurry up now. Yeah, I couldn't think the cups are gone. Yeah. The, the totes are there. I think there's maybe one of the cups left. The the the, the white cup is left. Oh, I think yeah. the blue and the pink are gone. Wow. I know. They were the more expensive ones too. They were the more expensive ones. Look at that. We have very discerning listeners. We do indeed. But look, listen, thank you for another great year. You know, that's two years now we've been going near enough. I know. Yeah. You look younger now. Because that bug, it's just all about like <laughs> a gastro bug where you're not sick. Thank you very much. I know, I might. I mean, I'll probably be dead by New Year's, but anyway. I look. might kiss you before I leave. <laughs> on the bed. <laughs> My husband will be okay oh, with that. Brancher <laughs> under the mistletoe. We'll chat to you in the new year. Bye. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.